Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Cinema's Soft Underbelly. I'm your host, Eugene Weaver. And if you're listening, then you know that this show is all about obscure, hard-to-find, little-seen gems in the rough, uh, mainly in the horror exploitation genre. Um, And um, I hope you're enjoying what I've been dishing out so far. I've been trying to keep things uh, very spaced out so that there's, I focus some on uh, Euro horror, some on newer American stuff, some on old school stuff from America, uh, all sorts of different time periods, but mainly focusing on horror movies. So um, today I'm going to, this is probably going to be a two-parter uh, because there's a lot to get through in, I, I try to keep my shows at a half hour, uh, but today I'm going to be focusing on Mario Bava and his extensive list of movies. Now, I'm, I'm only going to be focusing on the movies that I personally have seen, but I know that uh, I've seen probably only half of his movies, but I have made sure that I've watched all of his most memorable ones or the ones that get the most accolades. So, uh, And I'm going to be focusing, and right now I've got a pile of five Blu-rays in front of me, um, so I have a feeling that I'm going to cover three today and then... Uh, the other two Blu-rays, and, and then another one that I don't have on Blu-ray. I don't believe it's available, but it's a really, really good Mario Bava movie. In fact, it's his last movie that he ever made before he passed away in, I believe, 1980. Uh, so um, I'm going to probably break this up into two sections. But anyway, so I'm going to get started. Uh, Mario Bava, uh, this is, he's Italian from Italy, and... Uh, if you're a Euro horror fan, then you know that most of the good stuff from across the pond came from Italy. Uh, as well as uh, Hammer was doing some great stuff back in the 50s, 60s, and 70s as well in the UK. Uh, but for the most part, uh, Italy was where it was at with horror. And not just uh, over in Europe, but uh, there was a certain period that, uh, in my opinion, humble opinion, uh, Italy was top dog when it came to horror. Uh, and that would have been through the 70s uh, into the very early 80s before the slasher boom really kicked off in the United States, which was, uh, granted, Halloween kicked it off in, in uh, the late 70s. Uh, that began the huge boom of the, of the slasher movie. Uh, but there was so much great stuff coming out of Europe through the 70s and even in even the 60s as well uh that uh, part of me says you know they're they're little seen but uh, especially a couple of the ones that I'm going to be talking about today they are classics and they're they're pretty highly praised and well known um Mario Bava this is I mean this this is before Dario Argento before Lucio Fulci was really big now granted they were still doing their thing they were those guys were still making movies but Mario Bava was really, I consider him to be almost the godfather of the horror movie. Uh, granted, there was there were other horror movies before uh, he got going on the stuff that he churned out, but he started so many different types of subgenres in the horror field, and um, they're not always the greatest movies. But he was the pioneer and the uh, innovator of a lot of what you see now 
the anthology movie, the uh, the gothic horror movie, the slasher movie, uh, uh, long, long before anybody else was doing it, he was doing it. Uh, even grindhousey road pictures, uh, he was just knocking it out of the park. And again, I've seen better movies than the ones I'm going to be talking about, but uh, they're very, very influential, and they should be seen by horror fans and non-horror fans alike, in my personal opinion. Um, so I'm going to start with his most uh, well-known and I believe his best movie, and that is Black Sunday. And uh, Black Sunday was made in 1960, I believe. Um, it stars. I'm gonna just pull out. It's pull out my Blu-ray here. I, by the way, I have a limited to 500 copies. Uh, Arrow release of Black Sunday in the Slipbox edition, which they don't make the Slipbox edition anymore. Uh, this thing is worth a lot of money, and it's very, very rare. It comes with a movie poster and a reversible cover and numerous cuts of the film, or at least two different cuts of the film. Um, loaded, loaded, loaded with special features. It is a thing of beauty. A huge, huge book that goes with it. Or not a huge, but a big book that goes along with the thing. Uh, it is just, it's fantastic. I can't speak highly enough of this release here. Uh, Black Sunday was, it stars Barbara Steele. Uh, she was in, uh, just a couple here, she was in Shivers, which my co-host over on Movie Freaks, he just recently watched that. That was uh, a David Cronenberg movie that uh, came out in the 70s. Uh, and she was also in Caged Heat, which Caged Heat is one of those women in prison movies that we all know so well. Um but I'm going to read the back of the of the box here because it, it doesn't give too much away. Um, and the less you know about, the, especially this one, the better. This one is in black and white, by the way. So that is something to keep in mind if you're going to be watching this, that it's in black and white. And I would not want to see it any other way. Uh, I will give props right now to uh, uh, my friend Steve over at Cinema Sidekicks. He's a big fan of classic movies. And um, honestly, because of him, I, I've almost opened my eyes a little bit more to classic movies and that they are the pioneers of what we now see today in cinema. And so I can appreciate that. Uh, I'm not as big of a fan of old 30s, 40s, 50s movies, but I would like to try and get into them a little bit more and watch some some more movies because I think there's true gems in there that through the passage of time, I've just, you know, it's like, ah, it's it's old. I don't really want to see it. Well, that's no excuse. Um I'm a movie fan, and uh, I want to experience as much as I can in the well, in the realm of cinema. So, uh, but anyway, this is a black and white movie, and like I said, I would not want to watch this movie any other way other than black and white. It's it's gorgeous and so gothic in black and white, uh, and it adds to the creepiness. That's one thing about certain movies that are in black and white. It just it adds to the creepy factor or the the feel of the movie. Night of the Living Dead is a great example of that. Uh, another one that I know that they've colorized that one, and I've seen it, but that movie is meant to be in black and white, and it should be in black and white. That's just, it It feels right. This movie as well feels right in black and white. Um, going to read the back here. Discover deep within them the unspeakable, terrifying secret of Black Sunday. It will paralyze you with fright. Legendary scream, scream Queen Barbara Steele stars in this classic slice of gothic terror from the father of fantastic Italian cinema, Mario Bava. Um, 
A beautiful witch is sentenced to death for her evil deeds by her own brother, condemned to die by having a metal mask hammered onto her face before being burnt at the stake. As she passes, she puts a terrible curse on all her future descendants as the spikes of the death mask pierce her flesh. And this is all within the first couple of minutes. But when two unwitting travelers discover her final resting place and worse, drip blood on her resting corpse, they unleash her once again in all of her stunning beauty and terrifying glory. Uh, this movie was banned in the UK on its initial release. And um, it is a groundbreaking movie. And it says here on the back, and this is so, so, so true, that it opened the door for the spaghetti horror um, in all its gory glory. And that's the truth. Uh, even in black and white, this movie is very, very gory, especially for its time, 1960. Um, now, it, it's a bit quaint today, but they don't make movies like this anymore. So that whole gothic feel... Um, very similar to Hammer, what Hammer was doing over in the UK, but this has a very, very Italian feel, uh, and I love that. There's something about that Italian cinema uh, through the through the uh, mainly through the 70s, but this one started it. This really started that feel of movie, um, and it truly is the, the one of the godfathers of the gory horror movie. Um, and again, even it would still probably garner an not probably it would garner an R rating, uh, and it is quite startling uh, for uh, for its time and even just for the subject matter. What is in this movie? And this is not one of those hokey, really low. It's probably low budget, but it's it's not one of those hokey, low budget cheese fests. Um, it's well acted. The storyline is great, and the uh, the witch is she, she is so 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 creepy. But the fact that you don't expect it to be that graphic, and then it is, uh, and with you know sparsely used but very well done graphic effects make the movie uh, a must see. Truly a must see. Even if you're not a horror fan, seriously, uh, Black Sunday is a movie that you should see um, sim- simply because it is such an influential piece of cinema. Um, it did really really well, and um, uh, granted. It does. Uh, the closest thing I could compare Black Sunday to would be uh, the uh, the Hammer Pictures, but like I said, however, it it is its own beast. It's a different thing, and it works so 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 good. There's a ton of backstory on this movie, and I don't want to get into that. I just want to share uh, just three of the six uh, Mario Mario Bava movies. Uh, I just want to share my thoughts on the movies and and kind of move on, uh, but. I highly recommend this. If you can't afford to import this movie from Arrow, if you don't have a uh, region-free Blu-ray player, then please pick up the uh, the Region A Blu-ray released by, I believe, uh, Kino Video. I, release, I believe released it. Uh, that one there, it, it's a great transfer, but it's pretty much doesn't have any features or very, very few. In fact, I, I used to have it and I sold it because I got this fantastic Arrow release. Um, but... Uh, Regardless, the transfer is great. The sound for for what it is is very, very good. Um, Again, I would highly recommend buying the movie. It's worth owning this classic, classic movie. Uh, And even though it's been in black and white, um, stay away from the DVD. I'm going to just preach that from now on. Don't buy DVDs anymore unless there is absolutely, positively no other way to watch the movie. DVDs need to die a quick death at this point. I say... Move forward. Keep on pumping out awesome Blu-rays. 
that are loaded to the gills and have completely fresh remasters straight from the camera negative uh, or at the very least do online streaming in HD. But DVDs are old school. No more. Uh, Import this movie or buy the Region A Blu-ray. I believe it might even be streaming on Netflix. Um, I I hesitate to say watch it that way, but if that's the only way you're going to watch it, then fine. Just watch it. Great stuff. Trust me. So, anyway, uh, Black Sunday. The less you know about the story, the better. Uh, just go in thinking this is going to be an old-school gothic horror. Um, and if you, even if you don't like the storyline, I think you will appreciate what uh, was being done at that time in Italian cinema and where Italian cinema branched off from this particular movie. So, anyway, that is Black Sunday. Next up is Black Sabbath. Funny that uh, it's called Black Sabbath after Black Sunday, but yeah, it's... Whatever, that's that's fine. Um, what's cool about Black Sabbath, and this is probably not probably this is my second favorite uh, Mario Bava movie. Um, it took me a couple viewings to really appreciate it. The first time I watched it, I'm like, ugh, that was kind of meh, whatever. Um, having said that, uh, I rewatched it again, and I lucky for me again, I got the Arrow release of this. And the Arrow release uh, has two different versions of this movie. It has, uh, it has, and I'm not going to try to pronounce it because it's in Italian, but it has the European version, which has a, a totally different score and uh, different placement. This is an anthology movie, by the way. Totally different placement of the movies and a couple different scenes swapped around. And then there's a redubbed AIP version with a Lex Baxter score, and um, that movie there, it, it's it totally changes the movie, and not necessarily for the worse. I've watched both versions, um, and there are positives to both versions. However, having watched both, the Italian version is definitely the way to go. Mario Bava may, had more of a ghostly, um, uneasy atmosphere in this movie and the American version tries to play it up more as startling loud noises that try to scare you where uh, Mario Bava his version did not however both versions are very very watchable and good in their own way but what's cool about this is and I could be wrong but uh, I don't know of any movies before this that were doing the anthology thing um, that were making big movies that you know came out and played in theaters there probably were but uh I I know that Amicus was doing a whole bunch of stuff with Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing, the Tales from the Crypt and Tales of Terror and all those things. Um, But Black Sabbath is the best. Um, Again, it's it's the godfather of the anthology movie, and I think it's so, so cool. Um, Again, like I said, it took me a couple times to really fully appreciate it, but once I did, oh man, it's so good. And uh, watching Mario Bava's version, even without without the uh, abrupt, loud noise, jump scare type things, it's definitely the scarier of the two, uh, just because of the score. And that just shows how important a score is. Uh, and even placement of shots, um, the dialogue in, in this movie was also re-edited, um, which is so odd the uh, the version that you know, Italians were pushing the envelope back in the day, and uh, there are some lesbian undertones in this movie, 
And uh, the American version ditches that for something more ghosty in one of the stories. And again, it still works, but uh, the Italian version is definitely better. Um, it just it, it just wasn't as sellable at the, at the time. Um, so um, I'm going to read the back of the movie here real quick. The most grueling day in the calendar of the undead. Black Sunday was such a huge hit that a follow-up was swiftly demanded, and horror maestro Mario Bava duly devised this three-part horror anthology blending modern and period stories. In his Jalo-style The Telephone, a woman is is terrified is terrorized. Sorry about that. Is terrorized by her former pimp after his escape from prison and tries to escape um, with the help of her lesbian lover, who has a dark secret of her own. that's the lesbian storyline there, obviously. In the Victorian era, the drop of water. And this one here is so good. Uh, it's, this is my favorite one. Uh, a nurse steals a ring from the corpse of a dead spiritualist, uh, which naturally tries to get it back. And that's all you need to know about that one. Uh, and then there's the 19th century Russian story, uh, The Wordalock. And The Wordalock has been done um, also in other movies. Um, the most... Uh, the other one that I... Oh, let me see if I can find it here. Uh, the Night of the Devils. Uh, it's, it's another Italian movie. Fantastic movie. I love that movie. Uh, and that movie there, I'm not going to get into that because this is more Mario Bava, but that one there is a feature-length movie on uh, The Word of Lock. Um, highly recommend checking that one out. Uh, this is the closest thing to Mario Bava's Black Sunday in feel. Um, Boris Karloff is is in this as a, a grandfather, and it's there's the subject matter deals with a family that's in the middle of the forest, and there's something about the undead, and the less you know about that, the better. It's fantastic, fantastic gothic movie feel, um, so well done. This is in bright, vibrant Italian full color, of course, now, because um, this did come, did come after um, Black Sunday. Um, anyway, uh, all three stories are good for different reasons. Uh, like I said, the, uh, the, the Giallo, the telephone, is very much Giallo, and it feels like that. It's the whole black-gloved killer thing, and Mario Bava was doing it before anybody else. Um, he pretty much started the Jalo, and and that even goes uh, past like Dario Argento and Lucio Fulci, and I, the list is extensive uh, with with Italian directors doing the Jalo style uh, crime horror movies. But this short story here, uh, if you don't want to invest a full hour and a half, two hours into into seeing what a, a Jalo movie is. This is a great way to start. It's only about barely even a half hour long, but it's more of a crime thriller type feel with a ma- you know with a killer that you never see his face, his or her face, uh, but they're always they got the black gloves. It's just it's classic, um, and they still do do it today. Um, it, it in my opinion, it's kind of the what brought the slasher movie into play, um, because that's essentially what it is is a killer that you don't know who the identity and uh, he or she is offing people for some reason that you usually find out at the very end of the movie. So uh, very, very good. But like I said, my favorite one of this, of the the three movies here is the drop of water. Uh, In fact, I would dare say that uh, 
James Wan's Insidious, and um, uh, let's see, Insidious was one, and uh, Woman in Black, which was Hammer's uh, newer releases, they definitely uh, take some, there's some nods to uh, Drop of Water, for sure, uh, in in their movie. So, uh, anyway, it's a great movie. The less you know about that one, the better, but it is creepy, trust me. Um, and then the, the, uh, the last one, like I said, the, the word of lock, uh, is great. It's classic. Um, I hate to say that it's my least favorite. It's, it's probably right there with, uh, the telephone, but, um, I actually prefer, uh, the, uh, the night of the devil's movie better than this. However, this is still immensely watchable and it's such a cool storyline. And for what, what they were trying to pull off, that long ago is so impressive because uh, it's it's really pushing the envelope uh, and pushing the boundaries of what was acceptable in horror movies back then. He was doing it. He was doing it before uh, the real hardcore splatter stuff came into play from uh, from Dario Argento, Lucio Fulci, and even George Romero. Uh, all those all those directors. He was he was kind of the innovator of it. So. Highly recommend Black Sabbath. It's a great movie. It's got great atmosphere, and it screams Italian. If you like Italian, there you go. And the last one that I'm going to hit on is A Bay of Blood. Now, A Bay of Blood, um, this is by no means my favorite Mario Bava movie, but it is one of, in my opinion, one of his most influential movies, mainly because of what it began. Um, it, um, I don't want to give too much away, but it does have some Jalo, uh, some Jalo, uh, things going on in it, but this is first and foremost, a outright slasher movie. And this is a slasher movie before people were doing slasher movies. <laughs> this was, uh, uh, this was back in the very, very early 70s, I believe. I don't have it pulled up in front of me here. I've just got the Blu-ray, and it doesn't it doesn't have the actual date that I'm looking at. This is another slipcover Arrow release. Beautiful, beautiful release. Um, um, just looking on the back here, I'm going to read the back of the cover here. They came to play, they stayed to die. The waters ran red with the blood of young women. See the film that set the slasher movie blueprint. Can you handle the terror of Mario Bava's Jalo classic, A Bay of Blood? When a rich countess is murdered, it's a race to see who will inherit her estate and who can bet that the body count is going to rise. And you can bet that the body count is going to rise rapidly in the process as the plot twists spin wildly out of control. The pile of bloodied corpses is going to get higher and higher as one by one the mangled victims are hung, speared, stabbed, and macheted. Thirteen horrific murders turn the screen crimson with blood. Now, that sounds just completely crazy hardcore, and um, it really isn't. Granted, it, um, it it's gory, especially for its time. It's really gory. Um, but uh, with what's being churned out today, it's very quaint. However... This movie is essentially the first slasher movie that there ever was. Um, it was also known as Twitch of the Death Nerve, which I love that title. In fact, I think I like that title better than A Bay of Blood. Uh, this movie here has not 
just one, but numerous kills that were not just paid homage to in future slasher movies, but flat out ripped off. Um, mainly the uh, spear through the lovers having sex. Um, that's in here. And anybody that's watched any amount of slasher movies knows that is one of the big scenes in Friday the 13th Part 2, although it was heavily edited and it was almost non-existent in Friday the 13th Part 2. Here, it's not. Here, we we see it. Um, uh, but Beheadings, uh, it's it's great. If you're a slasher fan, it's a great movie. Um, when I say great, though, keep in mind that the context that I'm saying that in. I really appreciate this movie for what it did to the slasher genre. And uh, without this movie, uh, I don't want to say without this movie because I'm eventually someone would have done something like this. But uh, but this truly was the beginning of the slasher movie. Much more a slasher movie than a Jalo movie, where it's more of a crime thriller thing. It's still it's still kind of off. Like it's it's not that scary, and there, it's kind of played for laughs here and there. Um, but everything that you see in in uh, especially in the eighties slasher movie, it's here. It's in this movie, and this is where they got it from. Uh, even John Carpenter's Halloween, and mo- most people say, "Oh well, Halloween that was the first slasher movie." Well, no, that was the first big American slasher movie. I'll give it that, uh, but it's not the first slasher movie. Um, the whole who's killing. Who's killing all these people? It's the, you know the whole Ten Little Indians thing, where one by one there are being you know people are being knocked off. Who is the killer? And this one has a really interesting twist uh, that I don't want to spoil because it's it's really bizarre. And that's another thing that that Mario Bava is is known for is really bizarre endings. And I love that. I I love when you just go for it. Sometimes it works fantastic. Uh, and then other times it's like, oh boy, you you wheezed out at the very end there. You should have had a better ending. But uh, sometimes a, a just going for it ending makes a movie that that's pretty good elevates it to uh, really really good. And in fact, there's uh, uh, probably two of the other Mario Bava movies that I'll be talking about later feature just those types of endings. And I think that's so cool. I love 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 that. Um, but anyway, uh, Bay of Blood is by no means my favorite Mario Bava movie, but it is very much a watchable movie and it's, it's enjoyable and don't think that you're going to be, you know, it's the grossest thing ever or it's going to scare the daylights out of you. It's not. Um, but it is the blueprint for the slasher movie and therefore I believe it deserves to be seen. All three of those movies that I just talked about had at one point been on Netflix. So if that's the only way you're going to watch them, then at least watch them on Netflix. But uh, I would seriously, if you're a, a movie fan and you, especially if you're a collector and a collector of more obscure stuff or uh, classic movies, then pick up the Blu-rays. All three of these are on Blu-ray in the States here. Um, unfortunately, if you want to get the, the tricked out deluxe, awesome, fantastic loaded to the gills versions with beautiful cover art and all the, supplemental stuff that goes with it, you're going to have to import them. And if you're importing, that means that you're going to have to have a region-free player, at least for Black Sabbath and Black Sunday. 
Bay of Blood, the original printing from Arrow was all code. So the one that I have in the slipcover edition is playable worldwide. Uh, however, these are now out of print, the uh, slipcover editions. So I'm not quite sure if uh, when they went to repress these, if they uh, got to be region locked. Uh, which, for the record, not the not the rabbit trail, but come on, uh, it's in today's day and age. Can we just do away with the region locking? I mean, I get it. I under I I can kind of understand the reasoning behind it, but it sucks. Um, you have to buy an extra player, and hey, you know what? I did because. I love collecting movies, and some of these movies, the only way you can watch them is importing them um, or getting a better transfer or getting a truly collectible piece of art. And that's what I consider some of these. These are collectible pieces of art. There may be new versions that are even better quality somehow down the road, but the, the, the love and care that went into these releases with the artwork and the booklets and everything that went into them, uh, I just I consider some of these to be priceless it, to, to me personally and in, in my collection. And therefore, uh, I like to collect them. I, lo- I love to have these in my vast collection of movies. So anyway, uh, my time is running out here. Those are the three Mario Bava movies I'm going to cover today. Um, stay tuned for the second half of the Mario Bava marathon here where I cover three other releases from him, all all very, very good. In fact, um, the next three that I'm going to talk about, at least two of them are, I would say, better than A Bay of Blood and probably right there with Black Sabbath. But let me tell you, Black Sunday, that's the Mac Daddy right there. That's an awesome movie, be it Italian or American or wherever it came from. Uh, it just happens to have been Italian. That movie is sweet. Highly recommend it. So anyway, that's going to do it for me today. As always, thanks for listening. Uh, you can get a hold of me with any comments or questions or anything that you would want me to discuss on the show. Uh, you can get a hold of me at eugene-weaver at hotmail.com. Please, please uh, give my sister show a listen, uh, Movie Freaks. We're at Movie Freaks Podcast over on YouTube, soon to be over on iTunes as well. And uh, also our friends at Cinema Sidekicks, where they're talking all about uh, the latest and greatest uh, in the world of cinema. So that's going to do it for me today. Thanks again for listening. I'm Eugene Weaver, and until next time.